praise unto the Lord. So that's what we're going to do here this morning. Come on, put your hands together with me. Come, we're going to sing. waited for this day we're gathered in your name calling out to you your glory like a fire awakening desire will burn our hearts with truth you're the reason you're the reason we're here you're the reason we're singing Open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. Sing your presence in this place, your glory on our face when looking to the sky. Sending like a cloud, you're sending with us now, and Lord, unveil our eyes. You're the reason we're here, you're the reason we're singing. Open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river your heart, feeling every part of our praise. So open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, feeling every part of our praise. One thing, show us. Your 
glory resounds through the age all saints declaring your great renown your kingdom forever will stand we won't be shaken we will not fear you sing our god our god a mighty warrior you're a consuming fire in victory you reign we triumph in your name jesus the great commander you conquer death forever in victory you reign we triumph in your name Your glory resounds through the age. All saints declaring your great renown. Your kingdom forever will stand. So we sing, oh, we won't be shaken. We will not fear. Our God, a mighty warrior, you're a consuming fire. In victory you reign, we triumph in your name. Jesus, the great commander, you conquered death forever. In victory you reign, we triumph in your name. So we declare the power of his name. So we declare your name is power. Exalted one, your name is higher. You stand alone, our strong defender. Above you, there's no other. Above you, there's no other. So we declare your name is power. Exalted one, your name is higher. You stand alone. Strong defender, above you there's no other, above you there's no other, above you there's no other. Come on, church, you sing. Our God, a mighty warrior. Jesus, a great commander. You conquered death forever, in victory you reign, we triumph in your name. Our God, a mighty warrior, you're Jesus, a great commander, you conquered death forever, in victory you reign. We triumph in your name. And we're glad that you guys are here. Happy Mother's Day. So I just want to acknowledge the fact that um, this day may be difficult for some people. I know um, for Ken and Rhonda, for Luke and Jesse and my wife Ellen and I, um, we understand that pain um, firsthand. And so um, we, we love you guys. We're for you and, and we understand that. And so um, we're glad that you're here. And when I think of um, Job, I think of exactly the same thing, that um, he encountered many things in his life and yet he chose not to curse God, but to praise him instead. So that's what I'm asking you guys to do here in this place. So we sing out the praise of our God. Our Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Almighty, through your Holy Spirit, Receiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. 
believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of our judge and our defender suffered and crucified forgiveness is in you descended into darkness you rose in glorious light never seated high i believe in god our father i believe in christ the son I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in saints communion and in your holy church i believe in the resurrection when jesus comes again for i believe in the name of jesus i believe in god our father i believe in christ the son i believe in the holy spirit our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe in the name of Jesus. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Father, we believe in the name of Jesus that whatever we're encountering can't be fixed by our own will, but, but through you. And so, God, we, we acknowledge that and thank you for your son, Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat as you check out this video. Well, it's that time again, the time that we celebrate all the wonderful women that helped us be all we can be. I'm talking about moms. So moms, M is for the many things she gave me. Hey, 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 hey well, what, what you doing, what you doing? I just thought we might do a song for the moms for Mother's Day. Hi moms, hi. Hi mommy, this is for you mommy. M is for the many things she gave us. We get it, we get it. M is for the many things she gave us. We get it, that's very cute, that's very cute. Oh, you're pretty quick for a bald guy. Everyone join in. Oh, I just thought that we'd do a heartwarming message for all the moms out there instead of a campy little song. Oh, means that I owe her all I Okay, 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 you do it your way, I will do it my way. Moms, we owe you so much. Thank you for being there. She is for tender, sweet caresses. H is for her hands that made a home You've made a home You've made a home Home on the rain Okay, stop it. She did make a home on the rain.
You probably called it like a stove, but we had a range at my house. She made that word see. home, oh, that means so much. We still long to be in your presence. We still long for you to be proud of us. And yes, we still long to come home. Okay, this isn't working. What? No, no, no. You, you're faking it. I am not. You're forcing the no, tears. No, it's real. No, no, no. This does not work in any way. This works. The song works. This does not work. I just thought we'd speak from the heart. That's what moms <sighs> want. You know what? Mom always liked you best anyway. <laughs> we don't even have to say mom. He's everything you've done to help me. Like that time you helped me find my shoes in first grade and in college and there was that time also that uh tammy cornball broke up with me crazy last name right but she was really a sweet girl until she broke up with me and i was sad but you made me feel better you brought in some chocolate chip cookies and some milk and you made you know what what can make me feel this way mother talking about my mom mommy and R stands for right, and right you always shall be, right in our eyes, right with the values that you instilled in us so sacrificially, and right in how you taught us to love God and love others. And so mothers, today we say to you, them all together they spell mother, the word that means the world to me, the word that means the When I said I didn't like your meatloaf when I was five It's not my fault, it needed salt But that doesn't really matter Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the house and all the lovely ladies and women in our life. We give thanks to you. Can we just give thanks for all the mothers, all the women in our lives? Can we just give thanks? Yep. I think a funny part about that video is towards the end, that like queen reference, there's like, like who, who sings that song? I've heard that first hour. I'm like, oh. Anyway, it's all good. We're all good. Hey, my name's Luke. I'm one of the pastors here, and we're really excited about just what God's going to do. We've got a brand new series dropping this morning, and uh, don't we have a great band? Can we, give, can we give God a hand for our band? So we are really excited and just want to share a few highlights. If you pass the friendship folders, one thing I want to mention is we've had this car cruise, and, and all I can say is I love when people who are not staff, who aren't here all the time, get really, 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 really excited. What I mean by not here all the time, like people who aren't serving on staff, they get excited about serving in their communities. And this last, these last few weeks, this car cruise has been so exciting for this church. Last Tuesday, we had 102 cars. And here's the thing. Yeah, we can give thanks for that. 102 cars. I know. Some people are like, ooh, ooh. you know, but what's so cool about cars is people come with cars. And where there's people, there's opportunity for relationship. And where there's opportunity for relationship, there's opportunity for life change. Amen? Amen. So my encouragement to you is, hey, Tuesday, 5 to 9, weather permitting every Tuesday up until the end of August, come check it out. Car cruise. Come check it out. Burgers, hot dogs, students are serving. It's a great opportunity. My boys are excited about this week because they hear that there's a potential that they could ride in one of them. And I said, I'll be careful about that. (laughs) Um, But we're really excited. So every Tuesday, weather permitting, five to nine car crews right in our parking lot. We are uh, truly, I can say this as a part of staff, we're humbled that people would find our property as a place they want to hang out. It really is really humbling. So we're really excited about that. On June 15th, we also want to mention we have our June Jamboree. This is another great opportunity we have as a church to serve our community, to be for our community, to say, hey, we have this great, safe, fun place for all ages, excuse me, and parents and families all together to come and hang out. And just to say, hey, maybe some people are checking out church. Statistics show that people come to these events for like five years before they'll even come step foot in a church. And so we have a really great opportunity on June 15th. And if you have any questions, you can find Jenny Hoffman or find myself, and we would love, believe, would love to get you connected and serving in that event. And you're saying, I've never served before. What a great opportunity to jump in and serve for the first time. Be a great opportunity. Three hours, Friday night, June 15th. Really excited about that. 
Also, too, if we have any veterans uh, here in the house today, we just want to say on May 23rd, right there at the elementary school here in town in Finleyville, um, there's going to be a, a day where they're going to honor the vets. And so if you, if you have any question about that, or if you're a vet and just want more information, um, you can go to the Next Steps area, and they would love to give you some more information about that. But it's just a day they want to honor our vets, and so we want to make sure you guys are aware of that. Um, as the ushers come forward for our morning offering, I just want to remind everybody that this this day is, is an exciting day. And so we know all kinds of different things are going on, and so we're really excited about what God's going to do. And I want to share one thing. Um, you guys know Zach. We know Zach, right? Zach's a good guy. We can clap for Zach. Come on, clap for Zach. <laughs> um, can we? So Zach and I had an, uh, a fun time last night hanging out in the photo booth. And so uh, we just want to encourage you all, as you leave, just do something fun. And I know a lot of us are like, I know, I'm excited about dinner today, especially at my in-laws. Come on now. And um, so uh, all I can say is that if you have at least five minutes, just jump in, take a picture. You don't have to post it. Just keep it to yourself, whatever. But just have fun. Sometimes people go, you can have fun at church. You can have fun, right? Just a little bit. We can have a little bit of fun. So please stop by. And if you want to get crazy, please use the hashtag. We'd love to see everybody's pictures. It'd just be a fun way for us to celebrate today. So we're excited. God's going to do great work this morning. Let's go ahead and pray. We love you, Jesus. And we just say, hey, you're the number one. And Lord, we are so thankful and so grateful for the moms and for the women in our lives who, God, we, we just look to them, God, for, for spiritual guidance, for, for shepherding, for, for nurturing, for tough love. We are so grateful. God, and I just, I just have all kinds of different people in my head right now, and I know a lot of us do. And so, God, uh, just all at once, we just, we just give thanks. So grateful for their leadership, for their spiritual guidance, for just all the, 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 the times they just listened. And, uh, God, just we're so thankful for, for the women, for our moms. God, we're just blown away and humbled. And so, Lord, this morning we're excited to, to come before you, to gather as a group, to sing to you, to, to, to just get excited because we have a purpose on this earth because of Jesus. And so, God, we give now to that purpose, to see people's lives changed by Jesus. That's why we give. We give now to see people's lives changed by Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for first loving us, for saving us, for kicking the walls down of our heart, for casting light on the darkest parts, God, that we had hard times even going into and articulating. And Jesus, you kicked those walls down and you shine a light on them. So we give thanks. So we shout victory, Jesus, because of what you've done for us. And we pray that more people will find victory, even this morning. God, we're excited about what you're going to do. We love you, Jesus. Thanks for first loving us. In your name, amen. Amen. So we're going to learn a new song this morning, and um, I'm excited just to um, sing the praise of God um, that we can Sing to the one who rescued our soul, to the one who's welcomed us home. And uh, so let's sing it together. Love of God. 
rescued our soul to the one who's welcomed me home. I sing forever. God, we praise your name that whatever it is in our life, whether challenging or triumphant, we should be seeking you and you're always there. So God, soften our hearts as we hear your word, reveal just a little bit more of yourself to us as we dig deeper. Father, we love you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, we're starting a new series today, Hashtag Goals, and what a great day to do it on, on Mother's Day, right? I mean, when you think of your mom, you think of goals, don't you? You think of, you know, I've heard many ladies tell me, if I could be half as good as my mom, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. My mom is, uh, I, I just am so thankful for my mom this morning. She sits right down here about the third row on the first service, and I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm sorry, on third row on the first service, yeah, she's there every Sunday, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is the woman who changed my diapers, and she has to listen to my sermons. How unfair is that, you know? It's just like, how, how, does, the, how does the tables turn like that? And uh, how powerful that was uh, for me to have my mom a part of the church, and she's here every week, and she's serving. She serves on different things around the church. I, she helps out with the mops ladies. She helps out with the, the different uh, food ministries where they're cooking and doing all kind of stuff around here. And I'm like, man, what a blessing it is for me to see my mom serve. So I look at my mom. I'm like, you know what? She's, she, you know, obviously your mom's older than you, right? And you look and you say, hashtag goals. And, uh, and, and so I, I'm so thankful for my mom and, and look at the goals that she is, uh, is living a, a life that uh, says, hey, this is, uh, this is what I want you to do when you get older. And, uh, and, you know, I want you to think today, I was looking at, you know, you look at different people with goals, which, by the way, for Mother's Day, I want to encourage you all, go to that photo booth afterwards, have some fun. Uh, we can stay all day if you want to play. It's, it's fun. Just have a good time out there. And also for all the women in the building today, in celebration of Mother's Day, we have these cupcakes that are individually wrapped. And they are not just individually wrapped cupcakes, folks. They have an extra 600 calories injected in the middle. They're cream-filled. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you got to get one, so I want all the women to take one today, and uh, let's just thank God for our moms, all right? Let's thank God for all the moms here today. One of our young ladies told me, she said, so it's Mother's Day, I saw her throughout the week, and she said, so Sunday's Mother's Day, do you need me to come up and show what an example of a, of a good mom is? I was like, wow, that's pretty presumptive, yeah? And uh, so, uh, she, why? Because she set goals in her life. She says, I want to be a good mom. And I thought that is pretty powerful. She said it jokingly, but it's powerful. This week, uh, we had one of our members passed away. Bill Bickerton was 88 years old. Bill and Phyllis came on Saturday night for 25 years. She told me they've been coming to the church. And Saturday night is, uh, is the time that they come. And, uh, and, and, and I was able to be with the family throughout this week as they said their goodbyes. And, and I saw a lady... 64 years married, Phyllis and Bill, 64 years married. And I thought, man, my heart was broken watching that. But I also saw 64 years of marriage, hashtag goals, right there. You know, I mean, to be married for 64 years and to be able to have a love relationship, to, to not just be married, but to like really enjoy being married. You know what I'm saying? To be married for 64 years. And, uh, and so if, if you know the Bickertons, there's going to be a, a funeral service here tomorrow at 11. I want you to be praying for the, for the Bickerton family, but uh, Bill and Phyllis, uh, Bill went to be with the Lord and Phyllis were praying for her. But, uh, you know, after 64 years of marriage, you say, wow. And so what kind of goals do we set? We want to we set some goals. And, and so as you're looking at goals, it, it comes down to your character. And, and God gave us a way that we can develop character. And, and so we're actually becoming more like Christ. Our goals are to become more like Jesus. And, and he didn't just, here's what's so cool. He didn't just say, I want you to be like Jesus, go figure it out. He says, I'm going to help you to be like Jesus. I'm going to help you to provide, I'm going to provide the very strength, the very energy to be like Christ. I'm going to form your character to be like the character of God. And, I, and, and here's how it's going to happen. Galatians 5, and 23. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to that. All the scriptures will also be on the screen. Uh, Galatians 5, the Apostle Paul says here, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there is no law. And so he talks here, he says the fruit of the Spirit. This is so interesting because whenever Jesus left to go to heaven, he said, I will pray, I'm praying to the Father, and I'm going to send another comforter. 
And so what he sent to us was Jesus, uh, sent to us the Holy Spirit. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to indwell every person who has trusted Christ as their Savior. So if you have come to this moment in your life where you say, okay, God, I realize that I'm a sinner. I cannot do this on my own. I need a Savior. And I submit to you, Jesus, you died on the cross. You paid for my sin once for all forever. And you just humble yourself and you come before him and you accept him by personal invitation when you do that, the Holy Spirit comes to you. And, and it's so powerful. And he produces this fruit. The fruit that he produces is this character. Now, he gives us gifts. He gives us, he gives us talents, the things that we can use. So, so some people are, are known as like maybe a, an encourager. Others are known as teachers. Others are known as evangelists. And so everybody has a different kind of gift. And God will use you as you start to understand your gift. But deeper than your gift are the character. I always say that the character overrides the gifts because this is the fruit that he's producing in you, all right? So the fruit, um, the agricultural society, it was an agricultural society. So all through the scripture, we see references to agriculture. Uh, as a matter of fact, the very first people were put into the Garden of Eden, right? So Adam and Eve were placed into the Garden of Eden. God created them placed them there and says, you can have everything here, but one tree you cannot eat of, and it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That tree represented rebellion. It represented separation from God. And what do these folks do? Adam and Eve, they go and they take the step of rebellion. They take the step of separation, not abiding in God. Uh, the, the, the parable of the sower, Jesus himself said that, that the, the, the God's word was like a seed, he said, and you take the seed and you would spread it. And he used the analogy of the, of the sower and the seed. He said, some seed falls on good ground and it grows really good. So you take the seed, you, you see the, the soil uh, has been toiled, uh, has been uh, prepared, it's ready. The seed goes in and it grows. He said, other seed falls on, on hard ground. And that's like a hard heart. And so it's like uh, there, there's sometimes they hear, people hear the word of God and, and it's like walking on the path. So a farmer walks on the path, you throw a seed on the path, it, it just isn't going to grow. It may sprout, but it, it's not going to take root because it's too hard. He says, and other seeds fall on soil that has a lot of weeds and, and you got to pull the weeds. And, and, and yet sometimes that seed starts to grow and it gets choked out by the weeds. And so what he's talking about here, he's giving us th these analogies. As a matter of fact, over in Galatians 6, 7, we see this. Do not be deceived, for God is not mocked. A man, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps whatever he sows. And we see this, here it is. You know, when, whatever you reap, you reap what you sow. In other words, if you come and you plant an apple seed, what's going to grow? Thank you. Not an apple, an apple tree, right? I'm just glad that I didn't hear orange out there. Thank you, all right? When you plant a seed, you get what you plant. And, and God says here, don't be mocked. Don't be mocked when you see other Christians that are struggling or, or they think they're mocking God. And sometimes you may get upset because they're sowing the wrong seed. He says, look, whatever you sow, if you sow incorruption, so if you plant things that are temporary, things that are incorruption, you're going to reap incorruption. If you plant unrighteousness, things that are bad that are negative in your life, you're going to reap things that are bad and negative. He says, and if you plant unto righteousness... You plant God's ways in your life, those will grow. And you'll get to see those things, and you'll reap that. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. You see, the fruit of the Spirit comes from Jesus Christ, from the Holy Spirit, making this fruit happen. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We know harvest is coming, yet if we don't give up, uh, you know, it's so easy just to give up. We're doing good, and you're waiting for that good thing to happen, and yet we want to give up. And the scriptures encourage us here. He says, listen, we know that the harvest is coming, so therefore do not give up. And what he's talking about is the tension between grace and work. You see, grace, it, we understand grace. It is God's riches at Christ's expense. Jesus died on the cross once for all forever, and he paid for your sin. But yet, he allows us to participate in our spiritual walk. I call that the work. Now, you cannot work your way to heaven. 
You need grace. You cannot get to heaven by being a good person. The scripture is very clear about that. Scripture says, for it is by grace that you have been saved by faith. It's that simple. Uh, You don't get to heaven by being a good person. You don't get to heaven by being baptized. You don't get to heaven by going to church. You don't get to heaven by giving your money to feed poor people. You don't get your money by church membership. Uh, You don't get your money. You don't get your (laughs) heaven by being a church member, right? Those are all fruit. That's part of what we do. And as the scripture says, to work out your salvation, not work for You can't work for your salvation. So we have grace, and then we have work. That's our participation. Galatians 5 says to walk in the Spirit. And when we walk in the Spirit, we live in the Spirit. There's something that we get to do. We get to participate. So, uh, you know, a farmer would understand in that day. If I plant a seed, I come and I water the seed... I pull the weeds. I make sure it gets the sunlight. At the end of the day, they understood that God was in charge of the sunlight. God was in charge of the rain. God was in charge of the growth. Now, they, they provided the environment. They did, they did the work. A farm would go out and do the work, and then God gave the increase. In your life, God wants us to go out, and we have our life, and there's times that you've got to pull the weeds, folks. There's things that we just got to pull, and it's just like, man, that is not the character that I'm looking for. I got to pull some of those weeds, because sometimes those weeds will choke out all the good that's trying to move forward in your life. And so, so the scripture's real clear about that. We have, we have to, we, we do what God's called us to do, and we say, all right, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to mature. It's a step of maturity. Um, I'm sorry, John chapter 15 I want you to today go home and read John chapter 15. Read the entire chapter. It'll take you about 10 minutes. Uh, Read it once a day for this week. You will enjoy it. He says in this chapter 15 times, he says, I want you to remain or abide in me 15 times in John 15. He says, John 15, 4, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So what he says, here's the vine, John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Picture, Jesus is in an agricultural society. There's these grape vineyards all over the place. And he's walking through the grape vineyard. And you, and you see, you know, you've been through a grape vineyard. You see all the, all the branches that are real thick. They kind of, kind of over your head and everything. And, and it's like all this fruit growing on there. And all these bees are swarming around because they like the, the sweet juice, right? And it's like, man, you, you got this great grape vineyard. But yet coming out of the ground is this trunk. And all these vines going up. But yet, to get to the fruit, there are branches. And a branch cannot produce any fruit at all unless it is connected to the vine. So how do we get this fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. It's by a connection to the vine. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So he's inviting you to be connected to the vine. So as we talk for the next few weeks about the character that God wants to produce in your life, it is, it is only gained by letting the fruit grow. As you are connected to the vine, there is a supply, there's, a, there's lifeline, there's energy. All that comes from Jesus, and it's as you come and get connected to the vine. Because if you just leave here today and say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And I'm going to work on these areas. And I'm going to get better at being a loving person. I'm going to get better at being patient. It'll last about three days. Maybe three weeks. And then you'll be right back. But if you come and you get connected to the vine... You can have lasting character change, and your life changes, and it changes the lives of those around you by being connected to the vine. So isn't it interesting that he talks about love? Love is the primary. He says the fruit of the Spirit is love. 
And then he goes, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there is no law. Um, he says, this is how it's done. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And, and you know, it could be said that, that love is the primary fruit and that the other eight are, are like looking at the, the colors of a rainbow. You know, if you go outside and you take a prism, do you remember when you were in grade school? Remember those prisms they had in science class? And they would take light, and they would, they would just take, you'd go outside and shine the light through it, and on the other side come all the colors of the rainbow. I was colorblind. It was never fun for me. <laughs> when I look at a rainbow, I see blue and yellow. That's about it. You guys see all kind of colors. Roy G. Biv, that's how I memorized them, right? It, 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 it's just awesome. It's the same light, but when you put it through the filter, when you break it apart, you see it all. And it could be argued that the fruit of the Spirit is love, and as you shine it through the filter, as you see it, it's an expression, patience, joy, kindness, gentleness, um, uh, uh, self-control. As you look at all those, it's like the expression of love. So this morning, I want to look at love because God says, I want, I want you to not only love, but I want you to love like I love. And our world understands love in a completely different way than God does. Our world understands love, I love you because you loved me, right? I hit your love button, therefore you can love me back. And that's how we understand love. God's love is so different. Look here. Um, first of all, God's, God is love. 1 John 4, 8 says that no one, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. The very essence of God is love. You cannot talk about God and separate love. They are inseparable because God is love. 1 Corinthians 3.13 says, These three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest thing in your life, the greatest here, according to the Scripture, is love. 1 Peter 4.8 says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. I used to say that about ketchup, you know? When you're at the dinner table and it's not too good, you just put a little bit extra ketchup on it, right? And it covers a multitude of sin. That's what I always say, you know? Like the guy said about mom's meatloaf, you know? It's like you had that meatloaf, a little bit extra ketchup goes a long way, you know? I, listen, love is like that. It covers. It's the spoonful of, medi- spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. Love. Because love is not so much about me, it's about we. It's no longer about me. See, when I'm thinking about love, God's love is not about me, it's about we. It's about caring for the other person. They will know we are Christians by our love. Isn't that interesting that Jesus said that? How will they know you? By your love. Not by the songs you sing, not by the way you dress, not by the way you act. Not by your social media, not by your hashtag. Well, maybe your hashtag, all right, but anyhow. Not by all those things, but by your love one for another. That's how we are known as Christians. So if we are going to be known by our love, we've got to understand how God loves us. It's the primary. God wants to develop that love in us, and he wants us to develop that in the world around us. Uh, the, the, Greek, the Greek words for love, there were, there were three Greek words for love. The, the highest form of love in the scripture is agape. This is how God loves us. And the word in these scriptures that we're looking at where it says to love, when the fruit of the spirit is love, it's agape love. And agape love is this. It is unmerited, it is unexpected, and it is unprovoked. I mean, God's, God, God didn't come because you provoked him. He's not loving you because, like, hey, you know, hey, you did something so wonderful. He loves you because he chose to love you. He loves you because, not because you gained his favor. You gained his favor because he loves you. It wasn't because you did something. He just chose to love you. And, and, and it was unexpected. You weren't even expecting it. Ephesians 3, 17 and 18. This is very interesting. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. There it is. God wants to make his home in your heart this morning because he died on the cross. He did it all. 
He wants to make his home in your heart. And I invite you, if you're here this morning and you've not opened your heart to Jesus, today's the perfect day to do it. Just open your heart and say, God, I need a Savior. I don't understand everything, but I know that you died on the cross. You paid for my sin. I'm going to trust you now, and I want you to make your home in my heart. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Transfer your trust off of your works, off of your your, your self-esteem off of whatever it is that you're trying to trust to get into heaven and trust him. He makes his home in your heart. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Your roots grow down deep. That's what keeps you strong. You don't get strong by trying to perform religion. That's not what Jesus is all about. He's about a relationship. Your roots grow down deep not by keeping a bunch of rules, not by singing songs, not by hearing sermons that go till 12.30, but by digging deep into his love. Ephesians 3.18, the next verse, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. All God's people should understand this. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. So, on your bulletin, I give you four fill-in-the-blanks. And I'd like to ask you these four questions this morning. If his love is wide, he says he's going to produce this in your life, how wide is your love? How wide is your love? And that's the fill-in-the-blank. How wide is your love? You know, um, God's love is wider than just, I hit your love button, therefore you love me back. You know, whenever you're going out and driving in the traffic, you're in the parking lot, did you ever notice that's where you really find out how people love you or not? <laughs> Go to Walmart after church today. Uh, you're going to take mom out to lunch today. You're going to be waiting to get the space that's closest to the restaurant, right? And you know what happens? I, I have this happen to me. I, I don't know why it always happens to me. I just have bad luck, I guess. I don't know. I pull up. And I'm waiting for the car to come out, you know, and you know, and you waited like six minutes for the guy to finally put it in reverse, right? And he moves out. You're on this side, and he moves out, and as he is, a car comes right behind him and snags my spot. Did you ever have that happen? Now I don't know about you, but I don't like to say nice things when that happens. I don't particularly have love that is natural. That's where I need the fruit of the spirit to take charge. And then, you know, and then it's like, all right, so you're okay, yeah, right? You do that again, and then, then you know, the next time it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's your, your own daughter that cuts you off and takes your spot, you know? You're like, I got to love my own kid. And then it's, then it's a neighbor that, you know, and then you saw your neighbor cut you off, and you're like, well, we get along. And then there's somebody that you just don't like. They cut you off. You know what you do then? use the Western Pennsylvania gift. It's called the horn, right? You just lay on that horn, right? And so there's where we learn how this love. See, God wants to transform us with the fruit of the Spirit. And that's just a small example. But really, there are people in your life that, that you have a hard time dealing with that are not like you. Uh, God's love is wide. Do you know this? God loves Democrats and Republicans. And independence. Hard to believe. He loves us all. Isn't that awesome? God loves people who are like you, people who vote like you, people who act like you, and he loves people that don't vote like you, people that don't look like you, and people that don't act like you. How wide is our love? How wide was God's love? Romans 5.8 says this, that God demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were still sinners... When Jesus was on the cross, he knew your name. He knew that in 2018 you would live and that you would say the things you said this week, that you would get in the disagreements that you would get in, in disagreement with, and it, the, the, all the unlovely things that you do. And he still went to the cross to pay for your sin. That's why. 
You see, natural, the human love that we have, the, the human love that we have in this world, our culture says, love as long as you get something out of it. But it's not about me. It's about we. Secondly, how, how long is your love? How long is your love? So we, we look at how wide is your love? How long is your love? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about how long his love is. You, you, you may have been to a wedding and heard 1 Corinthians 13 read. Quite often I'll do weddings and, and they'll say, I want so-and-so to do a reading. What, what should we read? And I'm like, 1 Corinthians 13. If you learn how to love like this, it'll change your marriage. And you need to read it, I think, every day when you're married. It's just, it's just tough, isn't it, right? Uh, because uh, when two people learn how to, how to live together, how to grow together, how to, how to share their life, you have to learn how to love. So as I read this, now, as I read this, I want you to stop and think, how long is the love? Because you've not really thought about how long the love is before. You've just heard this and felt pretty good about love, all right? So 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. How long is love? Some translations use the word long-suffering there. That's patient. Because when I'm patient, I'm suffering. You're long-suffering. Love is kind. Hmm. It does not envy. Love does not get jealous. It has no envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Hmm. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. How many times do we do things so that we will feel more comfortable? How many times do I serve, do I say I'm loving in a relationship at home, relationship at work, anything, anywhere where you're involved? How many times do we do something thinking I'm going to gain from it? Love is not easily angered. That's a Father's Day message there, right? Love keeps no record of wrongs. There's no record of wrongs that it keeps. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That's God's agape love. It's unexpected, unprovoked, and it's always, always, always. Do you see you cannot go home and work on love? You have to have the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God. So if you want to love, you get to the master of love, Jesus himself. He's the only one that can produce this. Because if you go home and say, all right, I'm going to be not easily angered. I'm not going to do this. You know what? It won't last. You've got to go home and you've got to say, I'm going to get close to Jesus. And then he says, love never fails. How wide is your love? How long is your love? How long is your love? How, how high is your love? Isaiah 55, 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are, the, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Many people, when you hear of love, you think of romantic love. You think of, oh, he's so wonderful. She's so wonderful. That's romance. God says, I'm way deeper than romance. I'm way deeper than if you love, I'll finish. God says, no, I love you unconditionally. And I'm coming and I'm loving you. I'm loving you. High love chooses to love even when there's no emotion. Do you realize many times you'll, you'll go to love somebody and there's no emotion? And God's not saying, I want you to have emotion. He's not saying, I want you to feel love, you know? When Jesus went to the, to the cross, he didn't feel it. He wasn't saying, oh, I have this warm, fuzzy feeling. Then in three days, they're going to put a nail in my hand. And they're going to put it in my other hand, and they're going to drive spikes, and they're going to put crown of thorns on my head. No, you know what he did? He got in the garden of, garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed. He said, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, yours, Lord. And he went to the cross he loves you start to obey God brings the emotion later many times the emotion will come later and then this morning how deep is your love how deep is your love 
Romans 5.8 says, Yet while we were still sinners, Christ died. It was deep. There was a price to be paid for. There was a price tag for that love. And I want you to think about, about your life. Because there's a price tag as we love people, isn't there? You know, I, I, went, uh, I went to Atlanta just two weeks ago with my wife. We were down for conference and we stayed a couple extra days. And, and we're empty nesters now. Our kids are in college. I got a kid graduating college. And so we start saying, well, we should learn how to date again, you know. It's like we're hanging out together all the time. So I did something crazy. I found that there was an arts festival and I took my wife to an arts festival. That's true love, man. True love. I mean, we're walking. She's holding my hand. She's like, this is so wonderful. And I'm like, we should be at a ball game right now. You know? We should be watching some major league game. We're walking through there and it's just like, it wasn't for the free chocolate samples, I don't think I'd ever got out of there. You know what I mean? I was just like, wow. Those are, they, they strategically placed that for the husbands so they can get through those things. And, and then I finally got into it. We, we saw like all these pictures. And there was this picture. And this picture was beautiful. It was like magnumous. And it would look so good on my office wall. And it had a picture of a Bible and, and like this old church pews and a dove at the end. And it, it looked like my view from up here. And I was just like, this is so cool. I want that picture. And she goes, yeah, let's go get it. And she went over and she looked at the price tag. She goes, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. For her office maybe, but not for mine, right? And she goes, we looked at the price tag. And I'm like, I can't believe somebody would charge that much for a picture on a wall. But the price was too high. And you know, that's what we do when we go to love people. There's a price to be paid. You've come home from work. You're tired. There's energy that needs to go out. Man, you're watching a, you're watching a game on TV, penguin hockey game, and your wife wants you to change a light bulb in the middle of the game? I'm like, dear, you need the fruit of the Spirit, patience. She's like, you need the fruit of the Spirit. There's a price. There's a price to that relationship. So today after church, I'm going to go home and change that light bulb. But I want you to know that when you're loving in your family, you're loving your wife, you're loving your kids, you're loving people in the church, you're loving people in the community, many times there's a price to be paid. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? And here's, here's, the, here's the killer. This, this is the clincher today. You don't grow love by trying harder. You don't grow love by trying harder. You grow it by drawing nearer. And that's the final fill in the blank on your bulletin. You don't grow love by trying harder. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. No. You get connected to the vine. And you come back and you talk to Jesus every day. He says to abide, to remain. It's a daily thing. It's not something that happens once. It's something that happens every day. And so for my wife to have the husband that she needs, I need to go to Jesus every day and I need to get connected to the vine and let him produce that fruit and she'll be so happy. My kids will be so happy as I get connected. And your family will be changed. Our community will be changed. Our church will be changed. Because we'll stop trying harder. And we'll stop trying to be people who are playing church. We'll stop being people who are religious. And we'll become people who are connected to the vine. And God will transform not only your life, but a community. Let's close in prayer. This morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed. We're preparing. We're going to end our service with two baptisms after we sing a song. So I just want you to sit back and take it in. But maybe this morning you need to open your heart to Christ. And with no one looking around, if that's you, you say, Pastor Ken, I need Jesus in my life. I didn't know it was that simple. I thought I had to try harder. I thought I had to, to give. I thought I had to become a member. None of that. God says, open your heart that he may dwell in you as you trust in him. He'll produce all this fruit in you if you'll invite him in. So today, if that's you, I want to invite you. Just pray something like this. Pray to the Lord just quietly, not even out loud. Just whisper this to God. Dear God, I need you. I need a life. I need my life to be transformed by your fruit, by the character that you will give. I'm a sinner, 
I'm in need of a Savior. You died on the cross. You paid for my sin. I invite you into my life right now. Lord, be with our church as we take this journey and we look at these character transformations that you will do in our heart and in our life. Thank you that the, that the pressure is on you. We get to participate, but the pressure is on you. You get to perform love and change how I love my family, how I love my kids, how I love my community, how I love my church. Thank you, Lord. Do your work in our lives. Man, would you stand and respond? I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection. Then we will rise again. For I believe in the Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three.